Welcome back everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today we've got another gun gripe episode for you. And today's episode is called The Prohibition of Our Time. What does that mean? All right. Well, we're, we're getting into a little bit of uh, philosophy, grasshopper. <sighs> we are going to discuss things a little bit here. Should I go get my toga? No, okay. no, no, no. No togas. But what I mean by that is... Uh, the Second Amendment is under attack very much in the same way that Prohibition affected many, many Americans back in the day, and we're going to dive into this and discuss it a bit. Uh, I definitely want to take a moment to thank the kind folks at SDI for supporting our content and allowing gun gripes to get out there raw and unfiltered and in your face, and uh, they've got wonderful gunsmithing programs. If some of you are looking for higher education uh, in the gun technology world, definitely look into them. They're really good people. They'll take care of you there. All right, so let's discuss this. So prohibition obviously wound up being an utter failure, all right? But the most important facet of it, when you look beyond what caused prohibition, the, the social tendencies uh, that started to take effect and root, and the religious dogma that took effect that made prohibition initially become a thing, right? Okay, what got rid of it? How did prohibition just disappear, right? It, you know... Well, it happened from mass, uh, mass non-compliance. I'm sorry, I can't talk today, but this mass non-compliance, people eventually just started not caring anymore. And it got to a point where the law enforcement were like, well, we can't arrest everybody because... They couldn't enforce it. Yeah, you know, I mean, so, so the police chief is in here getting drunk in a speakeasy. Well, it's pretty clear that he doesn't care about the law. He cares about having a drink. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you know, these federal agents were starting to go to the speakeasies and it's like well we can't shut down the speakeasy because then we can't have a drink you had a few do-gooders and a few uber religious uh people that <clears throat> had a a religious uh i guess crusade but that they were was, having against alcohol oh yeah, it was it was definitely a religious crusade from the protestants and a bunch of women and stuff like that thinking oh well alcohol is evil right. more or less just like guns are evil now now while you know, people have a, a right to feel the way they want to feel. You know, I'm not saying it's wrong to have uh, a standpoint against or for something. You know, if, if you're against alcohol, well, then simply don't consume alcohol. Don't don't partake of it in your life or whatever. So this is not meant to be like a, you know, pro or anti-alcohol video. However, in today's modern world, we see that firearms are quickly becoming our generation's prohibition. All right, so we see a lot of things happening that mirror the same type of stuff. You have a vocal minority uh, that are saying, oh, we should ban guns, we should confiscate guns, we need a registry, you know, going all the way far down the rabbit hole to all these extremes, right? Mm -hmm. These federal agents during Prohibition were going around and breaking open barrels of alcohol and they were smashing glass bottles on the side of the road. They were literally having a war against alcohol, right? We're seeing that, you know, in today's world, there's a lot of oppressive things going on towards gun owners. Yeah, um, a couple of interesting things about prohibition that you guys might not be aware about um, or aware of. Um, yeah, prohibition lasted from the 20s to the early 30s, like 1920, I think, to the early 30s. And there's a lot of data to suggest that prohibition led to the development of organized crime in this country. And uh, if you think about this facet of it. Okay, what happened in 1934? The NFA, National Firearms Act. What was it a, a re retaliation for? Organized crime. Right. And so, what caused organized crime? Prohibition. Prohibition. So, 
it, one could surmise that prohibition was the cause of gun control that we, we see today as the NFA. And it kind of spiraled down that, that line throughout history. If we never would have had prohibition, then maybe we wouldn't have the NFA and we wouldn't have some of the, the gun control problems that we have these days. With on laws the, on, the, on the flip side of so, that coin, prohibition went away. The gun control didn't. Nope. So that's the issue. So people got their alcohol back, and, and people were celebrating. Like, it was a big deal. They were happy to be able to have alcohol back. I mean, it's a recreational thing. Mm -hmm. Lots of people like to drink. <clears throat> okay, cool. Mm -hmm. They got their alcohol back. But they they didn't see the benefits of outlawing alcohol mm -hmm. outweighing organized crime mm -hmm. taking over and, and controlling this huge part of the market. Because let's face it, right? Economics drive these laws a lot, right? So they understood the economics of, man, we could be making tax revenue on this stuff, right? There's a lot of money. They, they were losing so tax. much tax revenue over alcohol sales, and all of these crime kingpins were running the country. They were, because it's a multi billion dollar industry. I mean, alcohol is a huge industry. And if you imagine that the pub, the public not being able to partake in that industry, mm. not openly. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's the issue. It was an underground thing. <clears throat> Once something goes underground, these people will step in and fill a void in the, in the situation. Mm -hmm. So that's why gun control is so dangerous. It is the prohibition of our time. Mm -hmm. One, because of mass noncompliance. Okay, here's a good example. Look at the assault weapons ban uh, that sunsetted. Right? It was the 94, 94 ban. Yep. Okay, so the 94 ban sunsetted. And they had all this data, crime data, right? So what, what did they determine, right? They determined that the data was so inconclusive that there was really no reason for there to ever be an assault weapons ban, and it had zero effect on crime. Okay? Now, that was the law of the land at the time, the assault weapons ban. And all of the, the companies uh, that were making these firearms obviously uh, had to do away with certain features. But for the most part, life went on. Mm -hmm. There were still the older guns out there that people had access to. There were still people building, mm -hmm. and it didn't matter, right? So... The issue is, you know, the mass noncompliance issue, look at bump stocks, okay? Right now, if you're in possession of a bump stock, you are technically a felon, according to uh, the government right You are now. in possession of an illegal machine gun. You are in possession of an illegal machine gun. Right now, they're saying you've got to turn them in or destroy them. Not very many have been turned in. A lot of people have them. So what is it? It's mass mm. noncompliance. How many crimes have been committed with a bump stock? Almost none, right? If not none, right? One. And even that even we, the crime, even the crime that, that they they are saying allegedly was committed with a bump stock, possibly still isn't even proven to be. And if you look at the mm -hmm. the FBI crime statistic data, there are no crimes on the books for being committed with a bump stock. Hmm. So that's how it becomes this non-compliance thing. <clears throat> It would be just like if tomorrow, if the government said, you know, all those ARs that you've got, by the way, we don't like them anymore, and if you if you don't turn them in, you're a criminal. Well, all right. Well, all right, then. That ain't happening. There's going to be mass noncompliance. People just aren't going to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The world's going to keep on spinning. People are going to keep on living their lives. The crime is not going to increase. Crime is not going to decrease. The world is just going to keep on going. Just like when there's people that woke up the next day after they announced, well, prohibition, now we got, you know, you can't drink no more. And there's people like, 
All right. Well, all right. I'll just make it in my house. Well, I remember. And they the, did. All right. So two things. All right. When 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 prohibition came down the pipeline, it was what's the term that we use all the time? Uh, uh, gosh, what is it? What is it? What's something morality? What do we always use? What's the term that we always use? Regulating about? morality. Yeah, regulating morality. So the government was trying to regulate morality. All right. So you, we even have tiny little bits of prohibition today. You know, you, you think about all right Sunday alcohol laws. You know, you might live in a dry county. I'm like, what the heck does that mean? It's like, well, you can't buy liquor. You know, you might live in a county where you can't buy liquor or any kind of alcohol until after 1230, after all the church folk get out. Or I mean, you, you can't buy alcohol, you can't buy hard alcohol in the county at all. Yeah. And that's, that's what that being a dry, dry county, county means. Like, you can't have it at all, only beer. But like, and you know, wine. there's counties in Georgia where you can't buy alcohol on Sunday until 12 or 1230. Or church. there's counties in Georgia where you can't <laughs> even buy alcohol on Sunday, period. Yep. So that's kind of a, you know, a, a part of prohibition even today. You know, is regulating morality. It's like, well, you know, you don't need to be drunk going to church. You need to be sober for the Lord. Yeah, you, you don't I mean, need to be drunk on Sunday. Come on, it's it's all it's all about regulating morality. You know, there, there's a whole there's a whole facet of this that is about responsibility. Okay, and self-regulating. If you can't control yourself and you just like to drink and get drunk and and get toasty. And go and slither across the floor and, you know, puke your guts out every weekend. More power to you. No skin off my back. It doesn't give anybody the right to tell somebody how to live. So, so if you want to live that way, as long as you're not hurting anyone else, that's fine. But yeah. we can, there, there's a whole other tangent to go down on that facet yes. and others. But like Eric said, it, guns have become the new alcohol they really have. It's like, okay, well, guns are evil. Guns are bad. Guns are bad for society. We don't need those. We don't need guns in our society to, to feel safe. We've got the police. Well, prohibition came from, you know, the hard hard religious side, right? Oh, yeah. It, 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 that was a real big Bible thing. With, with Yeah, with alcohol was the, <clears throat> the, the huge religious side and the whole religious dogma that comes from that, whereby gun control and this whole gun debate and... You know, this being our generation's prohibition comes from the far left. Uh, oh, no one needs that. Society, uh, you know, should feel safer without guns. And But the danger there is that there's always a cause and effect to everything. It's not as simple as, oh, well, we need to disarm everybody in the interest of public safety. Well, the police aren't going to turn in their guns. Mm -hmm. The military is not going to turn in their guns. So all of these politicians who have wealth and power and status and everything, do you think that their bodyguards are going to go to sharp sticks and rocks just because you have to? So, wait a minute, they're <laughs> civilians. So what gives them the right to, to be able to protect themselves with guards armed with P90s, but yet, if I have it, I'm evil? That's an issue. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the issue that we're dealing with is... These people are elitists, and they want to control you and your world. Mm -hmm. They want to dictate how you live. And guess what? Guns are a part of protecting a free society. You're not a subject when you're armed, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why it is going to be a mass noncompliance thing. We very well could get another assault weapons ban in the, in the coming years. We could get... Uh, you know, possibly a national registry or a national buyback or a mandatory buyback. We could get all of these draconian bullcrap things that we're going to be spoon-fed the lie of believing we have to do. Mm -hmm. But it will be our generation's prohibition. People will not comply. Mm -hmm. People won't deal with it. And the world's going to keep on turning, keep <clears throat> on spinning. People are going to keep on living. And when they see, well, wait a minute, <laughs> the sky didn't fall. 
Yep. You know, nothing happened. They're people are going to realize that they're just full of crap. Well, the thing you never hear about is all the guns that are used every single day in this country for self-defense, preservation of life and liberty, protecting your family, protecting your property. I mean, you don't hear about all that. All you hear about is the bad things. All right, you hear about the crimes committed with guns. And it's just, it's all about the the public image of gun owners. That's right. They, that's what they want. The that media, they try to yeah. manipulate that image. The media wants to manipulate the image of gun owners to be negative. And that's what you get. And, and also, I had a thought just a second ago when you were talking, but... Um, you, you think about places like Great Britain, where they've had draconian gun laws in place for a number of years, okay? They don't have a Second Amendment. There's no right of the people to protect themselves. There's no rights to self-defense. If you defend yourself, you go to jail. And I, I saw this video that was very disturbing to me because I'm a family man, okay? I've got kids. I've got a wife, right? So this lady on the street, it was a, I think it was in the country of Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. You've probably seen it floating around like Instagram or social media, but it made me physically sick. I think it was in Tbilisi. Tbilisi? Okay. In, in the Republic of so, Georgia. This lady just walks up to this family on the streets and just starts stabbing the kids. And the guy has no way of defending himself. I don't know what their gun laws are like in Georgia, but the dude just... He he just grabs his child and like tries to run away and she winds up just going down the road. Man, the lady stabbed you know? the kid in the face. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I don't think so. I don't think so. You 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 take the right of the people away. Well, I should say you take the you take the idea of the right away because we always have the right. We're we're given to it at birth or we're given the right at birth. But you take that right away from folks and and put it into the public's mind. That okay, self-defense isn't okay because you know we don't need that in our society. But then you have evil people still out there. They're not going to pay attention to laws. They're not. They're just going to ignore everything. They're just going to do what they want to do to try to hurt you. Here's and, one um, come on. crucial come thing on. that we're going to mention before we uh, before we end today's video. We'll kind of let y'all get back to your day. <gasps> but I want to mention really quickly as well that always, 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 always beware of a group of people who want to have a monopoly on violence. That's what all this comes down to. Yep. The politicians want a monopoly on violence, and the reason they want that... Ultimate control. They want control, but they also want to be able to go, oh, you're being stabbed in the face and you have no gun to protect yourself? Well, let me send my police force to come help you. So see, they, they want not only a monopoly on the ability to deal violence, they want a monopoly on the ways to prevent violence because they don't want you to be able to protect yourself. They want you to need them. Yeah, but remember, very, very rarely do the police ever prevent a crime. They typically respond to crimes. And look, it's a know, large ratio. There. You're right. You're right. So. Now, I do know a lot of cops that are really good dudes, and mm -hmm. they would risk their lives to protect their fellow citizens. If mm -hmm. something was happening in front of them... They're going to do what they can yeah. to help you if they can. But the fact no. of the matter is, just like a, conce a concealed carry permit holder or a guy carrying whatever, I'm, I'm for constitutional mm -hmm. carry, by the way, but let's just say you're, gun you're carrying a gun. If something bad were to happen, you'd want to be able to help. Mm -hmm. What if you were seven blocks away and you heard there was a shooting? Of course you'd want to help, but you can't help if you're seven blocks away. Nope. So it's not that they don't want to help. They just can't <clears throat> be everywhere. Well, most of the know? cops that we know are good dudes, like Eric said, and they also mm -hmm. tell you, arm yourself. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to be some pawn. They want you to arm yourself and protect you and your own. That's right. It's a pretty commonplace thing, especially down here. Just remember, guys, that... 
resisting sense. resisting is in our nature as Americans, right? The reason this country <laughs> exists is because we're a bunch of rabble rousers. We break the rules. We don't follow the the given path. We break the rules, and just know that whenever a time comes, that two A truly does become the, the prohibition of our mm-hmm. time, which I, I fear it is becoming that. But when it does, finally, you wake up one day and you realize, well, they want to make me a criminal just for existing. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that mass noncompliance will be the absolute best way to fight it. I mean, that's <laughs> the bottom line. It, well, it, it will be the prohibition of our time. <clears throat> it may be 10 years. It may be 20 years. It may be 30 years. It may never come. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But... I feel that it's a very important fight. And we like making these videos because we feel it's important for people to understand that their rights are under attack. So thank you guys so very much for watching. Hopefully you enjoyed this little bit of uh, philosophy, grasshopper. Ah, yes, be water. Water can crash. Wash a baby's face. I don't know what that means. Be water. Bruce Lee, man. Go on. All right, well, anyway... I'm Hopefully very... you guys enjoyed today's video. <laughs> I'm highly uncultured. That's all right. Yeah, look, look up you know, Bruce Lee's quotes. You know. All right, all anyway, right, all right. But uh, <sighs> anyway, guys, thanks so much for watching today. And we really appreciate all of our Patreon supporters, uh, those of you who purchase man cans, T-shirts, merch over on the website. All the funds we earn off of those uh, purchases go right back to supporting the channel. And uh, thank you guys very much for watching. Many more videos on the way. And we'll see you next time. See you guys.